The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Guaranteed Irish is a national organisation that supports all businesses based in Ireland that sustain jobs, communities and provenance. It is denoted by the iconic G symbol that has been around for almost 50 years. The national symbol of trust for businesses and consumers, it identifies products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of our communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me today is Neil Ryan, Group CEO of Greyhound Recycling, Ireland's largest household waste management company based in Clondalk in County Dublin. Greyhound is a generation family-owned business operating in the waste management for over 40 years, providing waste management for over half a million people worldwide. You are very welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, Neil. Thanks very much, Breed. Delighted to be here. Well, that's a pretty long and uh, informative intro, I have to say. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the various products that Greyhound and the brand Greyhound offers to uh, consumers out there? Um, so we have three main customer facing businesses in the group and um, we have a household division and that collects from about 160,000 households, primarily in Dublin, a little bit in Kildare. We've got a commercial division and that collects the waste from businesses all sizes from all over the country. Um, and lastly, we've got a waste management division and that looks after the waste that comes from the other two divisions. Um, so that's all about recycling and, mm. and upcycling, et cetera. Um, but it also works with large corporate customers to help them be more sustainable and reduce the amount of waste that they have, number one, or potentially lower the cost of disposing of that waste. So that's about segregation uh, on site. Okay. There are sort of three main groups. So a huge diversification and growth, and it's only 40 years old, set up by a family uh, business. Am I right yeah. in saying that? Yeah, a husband and wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bernard had started with one skip uh, and his wife was using a payphone with uh, coins to be able to call the driver and make sure the lifts were done and so on. Yeah, so a uh, huge uh, background, obviously, in, in waste and, and the family that own it today, uh, brothers, um are obviously the sons of yeah. the two founders. The Buckleys. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, exactly. A great story, a great another great Irish success story in business. How did you come into the role as group CEO, Neil? Because your own background is tech. Yeah. So um I've worked in tech previous to Greyhound, obviously, for over twenty years. Um so I've been building and selling solutions all over the world to lots of different industries. But I've been friends with the owners since college days um, and I always had an interest in what they were doing, how they were doing it, and, and was always very impressed how forward thinking they were. I guess their ambition was only hindered by the technology that they had and the data that was available to them to make the proper decisions. And that's sort of where we had a meeting of minds. They knew I loved the challenge and tech in waste is really only in its infancy, especially customer facing tech. So I got the opportunity in 2019 to join the team as CTO. And from there, then June last year, I got the opportunity to, to lead and run the company. Amazing. And I agree with you. Tech and recycling are so interlinked. And the more we use tech, the better we're going to be recycling and reducing that unbelievable carbon footprint we're all producing. So tell us a little bit about the, the risks, I suppose, then as the group CEO that a company like Greyhound would have to face or fend off daily because it's it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. But look, my own risk obviously was not messing up a perfectly good business. I joined it. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. Uh, well, we all have that risk every day we get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, I, I guess from my own side, and, and because I guess I didn't have a huge waste background, I was very reliant on the people that were around me, but also the data, as I mentioned before, that was available to make you know the right decisions. Mm. So from, from my side, what I had to do was look at how would I get better data. So we, we built a, a team of data scientists. We hired, um, actually, most of them were ex-Trinity as well, as it turned out, which was just by, by luck, team of five data scientists. So I got them to start integrating into every aspect of what we did, how we did it, all the systems, and ultimately started producing the data to help the senior team make better informed decisions. Uh, fascinating, really, isn't it? In terms of the benefits that the technology then has brought to the waste collection and recycling industry, uh, you've invested a lot of money at the beginning. What is the return like uh, pro rata then? So there's, tech is a broad thing in waste. Um, in, in some areas, it's phenomenal. So if you took the operational side, what we do with waste, um, you're always trying to get more value out of that waste and be more sustainable at the same time. So for years, we've invested millions into the latest technology to allow us to do better things, taking waste, turning it into an alternative fuel source to be used instead of coal um, by cement companies, for instance. Or from my side, I guess, when I came, it was about the customer-facing side. So we have what we call the the best, the world's best rubbish app. So it was about allowing customers to more easily interact with us and maybe understanding that every customer isn't potentially the same and they want to see things a little differently. So somewhere about sustainability, you know, that's sort of uh, the up and coming um, behavior that everybody wants to see. What happens to my waste? How are you using it? How am I part of that journey? So so that was sort of my side to it because they're very good and have been very good at investing in in the operational side of, of technology. And in terms then of cost, because we're all learning about the cost of energy, etc., a huge amount of energy required for waste and to transform waste to sustainable, recyclable uh, material that can be used again in some format for some company. Um, how are you faring there? Because everybody's suffering with cost and energy rises, etc. Um, we suffer, well, worse than most people, I guess, because transport is a big part of what we do, logistics. Um, we're ever expanding in terms of our, our base um, you know, within the region, which means the fuel costs mm. go ever up. It, that means then that in terms of our partners and what happens to the waste, those costs go up as well. So the processing, all that type of stuff, in order to be sustainable and you know, really high recycling rates, use a lot of energy at the same time. So that just means extra cost the whole time. But um, we're always then looking for new ways to be more sustainable but also generate more profits while we're doing it. So leading edge sort of things, you know, testing new technologies. So actually that brings me on to my next question. What are the next things for, for the organization in terms of Greyhound and where are you going? I assume everything is electric at this stage where possible. Yeah, well, like in terms of expansion, I guess everybody, you know, in the waste industry will be looking at acquisition. Waste companies are a hot topic. Lots of massive deals being done. Everybody would have seen them, you know, Oak Park, et cetera. Mm. Um, so acquisition, certainly to expand into new areas, is always on my horizon. Then the investment, like I mentioned before, there's new technologies that are starting to, to surface that can literally create you know, thousands percent more value in terms of the waste that's being generated and, and given to us, um, which is value to us and the customers because it can help lower their costs. And, and finally, I guess we're looking uh, and interested in expanding into new areas. And um, so we're looking at things that are symbiotic with what we do now and then also potentially things that are in a new utility space. Oh, so interesting. So are you testing. allowed are you allowed to tell me anything about that? Is that a big secret? Not a lot yet. No, we're, we're testing the water and, and we've, we've dabbled and tried a couple of things and they just 
that, that we they weren't right for us so we weren't right for them so at yeah. the moment we're, we're testing silently but, right. um, Okay. Well, we want an exclusive on that, please, Neil Ryan. I want to talk to you about, I always think of recycling, uh, like what Greyhounds are involved with, um, and energy costs in the same vein as I think of fuel or alternative fuels. I assume that's a no-brainer. That's surely happening in your space. You know, I guess it depends what happens to the waste. Like in, in some cases, waste makes electricity. So it's burned in, in those incinerators that everybody knows to see on, on the horizon in Sandy Mount. But it's, it's creating heat, which is creating electricity. So that's one good thing. Um, and then on the other side of that, I guess, the fuel to get that waste there has a cost. So we're exploring and looking at new technologies. Electric obviously is there. Uh, hydrogen is there. So the problem at the moment is, number one, the cost to get those vehicles. And, and mainly then the second main reason is they can't do enough work. That's the problem. There's always a garage around the corner, you know, when you're stuck. Mm. But uh, mm. when you want to collect somebody's rubbish, if it's going to take two hours to charge the vehicle, that might be a problem. Okay. But so anyway, we, we've got an eye on it. We've got an eye on it yeah. Sure. And there is, and there is, that is evolving every day, literally, with the changes. In terms, I want to ask you the question. Uh, you've joined Guaranteed Irish recently, and we're delighted to have you on board. Why did you join Guaranteed Irish? And in the same vein, talk to me how important it is to leverage being Irish as a business um, in your global marketplace? Well, I guess it's important for us to recognise, you know, as we come from the same place as the customers we serve. Um, and we're kind of unusual in the space that a lot of the other players are kind of run by overseas companies now, I guess. So being guaranteed Irish shows our commitment and our understanding of Ireland and I guess the unique needs of our people. Um, so it was kind of gave me the chance and we, we had a very brief conversation brief when, when this happened and we said this is what we want to do and obviously it was based on being accepted and um, because I definitely had you on the top of the agenda because we kind of see it like a, a badge of pride um, that we can wear um, and stand for the things that you guys stand for because you know we believed it was like-minded thinking. And in terms of the weight of being an Irish business when you're in the global marketplace doing business whether it's acquisitions or other or mer- mergers um how strong or important is that? It's, it's massive. Um, I've been doing business for years overseas. You know, and there's been so many great Irish companies that have innovated and gained the trust overseas that they've laid the way for all of us. Obviously, that means you know we don't want to mess it up. We've got to do things right. Mm. But I think there's a, an acceptance that Irish businesses can innovate. They're trustworthy, um, forward thinking, great skill sets here available. Um, so I don't see it as a burden. Um, I see it as a massive advantage to us going forward. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. Music to my ears, obviously, but I, I, I believe it and I believe it's actually an area that's growing more and people are really beginning to dial into that Irishness uh, in in a in a contemporary way of, you know, being modern, fast thinking, as you said, the great skills and innovators, really, in, in lots of ways. Um, next uh, t- 18 months, two years, what's in store for Greyhound, Neil? Probably just getting things right first. So those things I talked about by, you know, uncovering, getting the right data to uncover all of those issues. You know, we have a very large tech team now that we're looking to solve those issues. So expansion is kind of built on a solid foundation. So that really for us is the next 12 to 18 months is batting down the hatches, giving a much better customer service, allowing us to expand because we can, we proved it. Um, and then at the same time in parallel, testing those new things I mentioned earlier, um, to see where the next big opportunity might lie. 
Um, and uh, I, I'm based half the time in the UK, so obviously there's there's lots of opportunities in the UK market for us as well. What a very good, cautious, solid approach to the next steps. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's lots of opportunities in your space and we look forward to working with you. Thank you so much. Neil Ryan, Group CEO with Greyhound for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. If you found this advice helpful for your business, please subscribe to On Apple, Spotify or any podcast platform that you listen to. It's free for all and we welcome your feedback. Remember, by considering Irish businesses, you are not only sustaining local employment, but you are also playing your role in reducing the carbon footprint. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.